Hey, yes, Jesuits, if you love listening to the podcast as much as we love making it, we'd like to ask you to support the show however you can. We have launched a Buy Me a Coffee page where you can make a one-time contribution to keep the show running. And if you really, really, really love us, please consider becoming a monthly sponsor. Links to Buy Me a Coffee and becoming a monthly sponsor are in our show notes and on our website, yesjesuspod.com. If you can't donate right now, please, please consider leaving us a review on Apple and Spotify podcasts, following us on social media, and sharing us with a friend. All of these things help us to bring you new episodes. So, to all the zaddies and mama bears and everyone out there who already subscribes and support us, thank you so much. We seriously could not do this without you. And now, without further ado, on to the show. Hello, kings and queens and in-between sinners, saints, and I don't know if I am or I ain't. Welcome to another Trinitarian episode of Trinitarian episode of Yes, Jesus! I am Daniel Franzese, and I'm here, as always, with my bestie, Azariah Southworth. And you need to come on into the pew pew pews, because here at Yes Jesus, we believe our God is a mighty queer God. Yes, the Trinity is super queer. We ain't talking about the Trinity, the Tuck Taylor, although, yes, also that. We are talking about the Trinity. Let's hear about the Trinity today. So come on in, and uh, let's talk about everything that we need to talk about today. So, Azzy, how you doing? Oh, honey, I am doing well. Baked myself a chocolate cake, ate half of it last night. This <laughs> sounds good to me. I have been looking at the pool out the window. Hmm. I haven't gone in the pool, but I'm looking at it from out the window. That I is plan not on like tanning you. soon. You no, need to I jump know. In that. You know what bounced me out so I could hear about something today? Is some gay Christian news. So stay tuned for gay Christian news. Hot off the press, y'all. The story of Jonah is real. We talked about Jonah in a previous episode, <laughs> but we just need to, we, we got some real news and uh, it can happen again today, according to the news. And it did happen. <laughs> I mean, off the coast of Cape Cod, a commercial lobster diver named Michael Packard was doing another dive to pick up some lobsters off the ocean floor and Packard was swallowed whole by a humpback whale. You know, just another Tuesday, but this, As is how, you do. <laughs> this is how Packard tells us. All of a sudden, I felt this huge shove, and the next thing I knew it was completely black. I could sense I was moving, and I could feel the whale squeezing with the muscles in his mouth. Ooh. Oh, dang. Packard was wearing scuba gear, and he struggled so much that the whale knew something was off hmm. and started shaking its head. Now, remember... Where's usually eat krill? A tiny little organism. One expert thought that this one might be eating sand eels. Either way, a grown-up man feels very different in your mouth. Right, Azzy? <laughs> a whale began shaking his head. Packard estimated he was in the, in the whale for 30 to 40 seconds before the whale finally surfaced and spit him out. Mm. Packard was released from the hospital with what he described as a lot of soft tissue damage, but no broken bones. He said he'd return to diving as soon as he was healed. That is bizarre. It was total darkness inside the whale. You know, it's funny because we were like, could that have even have happened? Could it ever? I mean, I mean, a bigger whale? Who knows? You know, I mean, as we say, history doesn't repeat itself, but it often rhymes. And so here we are again. Mm. With, with the story of Jonah happening in real time, in our lifetime, whales are still swallowing men. Um. <laughs> How many people thought of Jonah this week, do you think? 
Like because the because even my aunt, who's not very uh, you know devout or anything, I was just like, hey. You know, this happened. She's like, like the real life Jonah. <laughs> you know, I, all the evangelicals right now are like, we told you it was real. We knew it was real. Oh, how many <laughs> sermons today do you think are about Jonah? <laughs> Quite a few, I bet. I can Quite imagine. I mean, we're talking about it. So, <laughs> well, I think it's fun, and I think it's a blessing to, um, you know, see something happen like that in real time. That makes you again wonder. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It can yeah. it can happen, and we're glad that you know our friend Mr. Packard is safe and well with with no uh, no no real injuries. Yeah, praise God for that. And speaking of praising God, this is time for the praise report and the prayer request. This is where if you have a little something extra and you want to thank God about, you can just let us know and and we'll help you. Or if you have a little something that you just want to, you need a little push and you need God to. Uh, uh, much more prayer because prayer works. Uh, we're here to pray with you. Um, so that's the praise report and our prayer request. And what do we got, Azzy? All right. We are joining our friend John in praising that uh, John says all snaps and prayers of Thanksgiving for the San Francisco Night Ministries Drag Street Eucharist. It took yes, 10 snaps. years. John says it took 10 years of daydreams to find the collaborators and most importantly, the self-affirmation necessary to manifest this dream. So we join and praise with you, John, for the San Francisco Night Ministries Drag Street Eucharist. Honey, that's a long name. We need to come up with a... <laughs> with a We're going to call it? her DSE for short. <laughs> right. <there. laughs> hey, DSE, come over here. Um, yeah, you know me. Listen. I think that this is lovely. I mean, you know, seeing all different kinds of ministries out there is what it's really about. Everyone is welcome in the house of God. So I think it's awesome to see. Uh, we have a prayer request. This one comes from Seth. Uh, Seth says, I'm sitting with memories of a friend who died by suicide this day five years ago. I'm asking for prayers and healing and peace for his family and friends who continue to miss him. And I'm sure that that is including Seth. That is at tough. There, you know, we celebrate birthdays, we celebrate holidays and anniversaries, but there's some tough anniversaries too out there. You know, there's some there's some dates that when they come around, you know, um, they're hard. When we the days that we lost somebody, days that we had a bad uh, breakup. Uh, there's some, you know, uh, there's a lot of sad days out there. And I think that... Uh, for those people that are struggling, we pray for you. We want to lift up Seth, and we're going to add you to our prayer, Seth, because at the end of the show, because I really feel like um, uh, you need community support in that time, and uh, we pray for their family. And uh, thank you, Seth, for reaching out and honoring your friend, because how we how, how we heal a lot of that pain is by talking about them and keeping them alive in our words and our thoughts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just speaking of anniversaries and 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 in remembering, you know, the death of someone a, a year ago, right outside my bedroom window was a tragic, tragic car accident where the car flew in the air, flipped over, exploded, caught on fire, right outside my bedroom window, and 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 the person died on impact. And um, his brother actually uh, came the other night to light some candles, and it's been one year. And so I was just um, going to join you in in agreeing in that you know celebrating. Or not celebrating, but remembering those difficult things. Especially, we recently had the Pulse nightclub shooting, and so we have to hold those things and and remember those things, so that way we can heal ourselves and heal our community and be able to move forward. So, Seth, we have you in our prayers. 
Yes, bless you, Seth. Um, everyone stick around. We're going to take a little break and we'll be right back with the scripture of the day. Here at Yes Jesus, we love inclusion in every part of life, awake or asleep. And you know what's really inclusive? Big Fig. They believe that everybody and everybody body deserves great sleep. As you know me, I've been a Big Fig model, I've been a big boy model, and a spokesperson for quite some time right now. And Big Fig is the only mattress brand out there that is truly focused and in love with the plus size community and supporting bigger figures. We have conversations all the time about what it means to be a big person and what a bigger person would need to get a good night's sleep. And you know what? I know that five big bears can fit on a big fig. I've seen it at your <laughs> You've house. Seen it. At my, I had a holiday party with five giant bears like myself all sitting on that bed and it didn't move a peep. <laughs> <laughs> Each mattress does have comfort and support. It can hold up to 1,100 pounds and uses cooling technology and edge support. Oh yes, cooling. I don't want to be a sweaty sleeper. You know, the frame is made of steel and the box spring is made of solid wood. Not these like foldable up things that you could order online. A real strong like, they don't make them like they used to type quality <laughs> that really can support a bigger figure. It is a sturdy mattress and a comfy one at that. Big Fig offers 120 night trial. If you don't love it, you can return it, honey. Oh, but you're definitely going to love it. I know so, so much that I made a special link for Yas Jesus listeners. Just visit tinyurl.com slash Yas Jesus. That's Y-A-S-S Jesus to find inclusion, comfort, and support all night long on your big fake mattress. You just might get resurrected. My name is Brenda LaBelle from Liverpool, and you are listening to Yes Jesus. of the day scripture of the day oh 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 scripture of the day oh oh it's soul food as he tell me what the scripture of the day is scripture of the day is matthew 28 19 it says go therefore and make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the father of the son and the holy spirit ah the holy trinity you know, there are folks who complain that the LGBTQ plus community has gotten too messy, that the the terms and labels that we use are just too confusing and overwhelming. As on Facebook, I put this post up that said, um, uh, to all my educators out there, take note. And it was a post just like a little something that maybe an educator could copy that mm-hmm. said, what pronouns would you like to use? What do you identify as? What would you like to use in class? May I use these pronouns in front of your students? May I, may I use these pronouns when I call home? Mm-hmm. And I thought that that was such an interesting one. It was like somebody who was going the extra step, not only to just find out what someone uses as a pronoun, but to go the extra step to make sure that where they can use those, where it's a safe space for them, especially for a youth. And I posted it and, you know, I got a couple of negative comments. And one of them was, oh, this teacher was like, I'd have to retire because I just would have such a hard time remembering all of these different pronouns. And Mm -hmm. I was like, well, you know, one of the things that we're asking educators to do are making making students learn in a safe and comfortable environment um, that protects them and also nourishes them while they grow. And if that's too much to ask, then maybe you should retire. Yeah. (laughs) 
there are, there are teachers out there that do want to do that and create that space environment because some people out here just don't want to understand anything about our lives or our community. Yeah, it's bad. There was a time when, when we were all called homosexuals, but that term wasn't used by the community. It was used to talk about the community from like an outsider. So we started using terms to describe ourselves. First it was gay, then it was gay and lesbian, mm -hmm. then LGBT, now LGBTQ, and now we put a plus at the end or IA and we just keep growing just to imply that there's even more identities and orientations in our community. Yeah, and we use the word queer a lot now to describe ourselves. I know I use queer. Queer has been a nice word. It, it could be a, a catch for all these other orientations and identities. Mm -hmm. It can mean different than your expectations. It can mean I reject the categories that you impose on the world and I'm not going to live by them anymore. I had my aunt asked me the other day because I was like, as a queer person, and she was like, why do you say queer? She's like, isn't that like an, off an offensive term? And I said, no, because we've reclaimed it. I, I love my queerness. Mm -hmm. Yeah, queer doesn't have, you know, uh, an agreed upon definition. It can mean different things uh, to different people, such as your aunt. So she still has that impression of what queer means. But here you are living your truth and have reclaimed that, you know, introducing what else it could mean to her. There was an argument, you know, about the word tranny in the trans community mm -hmm. being used as um, both a reclamation of the word and ownership of the word. Mm -hmm. But then also it's, it's been used to hurt people. And there were there were two different women of trans experiences on uh, on I am Kate the Caitlyn Jenner show that were having this um, argument and it really was an argument there was so much feelings involved they considered themselves family and were having this argument about one was like that is my name and I that is what I call myself and the other and if you love me you will call me that and the other person was like well I had received that pain with a fist to my face and I think it's very interesting um, how how the and complex how these words are there's a lot of people who still remember queer being used as a slur and an insult do you use it as your identity you feel it in your own identity right yeah, I do. I I used to not. I just thought of myself as gay. But as I have, you know, grown and learned about myself more, I'm like, oh, girl, you're queer. You are different than your own <laughs> expectations. You're different. Well, than when everyone. someone said like, "Is queer is a three dollar bill," I was like, I want to be that weird. I want to be that yeah. different. I think a three dollar bill sounds awesome. Like, and I was like, you know, like to me, the oddness, the creativity of it, the differentness uh, that comes with the moniker of being queer. You know, um, mm -hmm. the gender bending, the anything, mm -hmm. um, the. On any given day, on any move, uh, moment, being authentically you, to me, sounds like freedom. Mm -hmm. Was it ever used as an insult for you? Oh, 100%. It was used as an insult, as a way to, you know, uh, bully and degrade me uh, as a kid. So, absolutely. I heard it used negatively in, in, in my family, you know. So, yeah. Yeah, how about you? I actually don't think I've had a reflection of that word ever being used like negatively per se. Um, I didn't know that wasn't a good thing to be a queer. You know, it's mm -hmm. so you know when they talk about uh, using the N word and they talk about using the hard R or like an A and how the difference that that means within the African American community. Mm -hmm. I kind of felt that way about queer too. It's kind of like you can you can hear it when it when it's being used in a way that it sounds violent and can like uh, act uh, um, ignite a flight or, fl or fight 
fight response. Mm-hmm. But I think that um, for me, I never really experienced that. I did experience the you know faggot and other slur words being used towards me. But queer was never something. I always a query. It was something that made me wonder. It made me it made me uh, inquisitive. Inquisitive. And I think that there is a lot that has to do with our sexualities that and genders that make us all question and wonder and explore. Yeah, it's it's a messy word, and we all come with our uh, understanding of what it means. And but what what we get to do is is say what it means to us today. Yeah, and you know what else is messy and confusing and complicated? God. Oh, honey, <laughs> that's that the she is. Yeah, she is really messy and complicated. And you want to know how we know that? Because there are so many ways to understand God. There are so many ways to experience God. And there are so many ways that God is part of our lives. How does one keep it all straight? Maybe maybe we don't. You know, maybe, maybe God isn't straight. God is tangled and twisted and complicated and messy. You twist it, girl. Girl, you twist it. <laughs> One of the ways we talk about God is the Holy Trinity from the Christian tradition. The idea that the Trinity is that we experience God in different ways, and God has three different figures and forms, but they all form the same God. Yeah, are you confused? Yeah, <laughs> yeah a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> because that means that God is super queer. Yeah, I get that questioning query feeling. <laughs> And the most common way you've heard people talk about the Holy Trinity is Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. But there have been other ways to talk about God, as Creator, Redeemer, Sanctifier is another common option. And the idea of the Trinity is hinted at in Scripture. Although there isn't really an explanation of the Trinity in Scripture, but there are a lot of references to Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. And why are there three parts to the Trinity? Well, listen up. First, there is the Father, or the Creator. This goes all the way back to Genesis and the story of God creating everything, the heavens and the earth, day, night, land, sea, plants, animals, and us. So the Father part of the Trinity is what people associate with the creation story of Genesis and the entire Old Testament. And creation leads into a relationship with humanity where God talks directly to people or uses prophets to communicate with people. So that's where the idea of God the creator comes from, Genesis 1-1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Yes, there. That's creation right there. That God created the heavens and the earth is the the shortest explanation for the biggest thing I've ever heard. (laughs) (laughs) God the creator. Right, and the son refers to Jesus. Jesus the one is the one who referred to God as Father all the time when he was teaching and preaching and called himself the Son of Man. So, so, so Father-Son naming really comes out of the relationship that Jesus had. Yeah, here's a few examples. Um, this one is while fighting with the religious leaders. John 10, verse 36. Can you say that the one whom the Father has sanctified and sent into the world is blaspheming because I said, I am God's son. And this one is when Jesus is talking to his disciples, John 14, 8 to 14. Philip said to him, Lord, show us the father and we will be satisfied. Jesus said to him, I have been with you all this time, Philip, and you Mm -hmm. still do not know me. 
Whoever has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? The words that I say to you, I do not speak on my own, but the Father who dwells in me does his works. Believe me that I am the Father and the Father is in me, but if you do not, then believe me because of the works themselves. Very truly, I tell you, the one who believes in me will also do the works that I do. And in fact, will do greater works than these because I'm going to be the Father. I will do whatever you ask in my name so that Father may be glorified in the Son. If in my name you ask of me anything, I will do it. Wow, that is also messy, complicated, and circular. <laughs> that is John. <laughs> You know, Buddhists uh, would call it interdependent. You know, we are interdependent. Uh. With that. You know, like Thich Nhat Hanh, uh, a, a Zen master, says, no lotus, no mud, no mud, no lotus. So if you see me, you see the Father. And if you see the Father, you see me. We are one. We are interdependent. Mm. We, we cannot exist without each other. But the idea is that Jesus is still God who became fully human and lived among us. And then Jesus spoke about the Holy Spirit. He said he was sending his spirit to his followers after his death and resurrection. In John 14, 15 through 17, Jesus says, If you love me, you will keep my commandments. And I will ask the Father and he will give you another advocate to be with you forever. This is the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it is neither sees him nor knows him. You know him because he abides with you and he will be in you. So here's that third part of the Trinity. Okay, but that's an advocate and then it's a spirit. Right. It's, you know, you could also describe it as a witness, right? Mm. Uh, so Jesus makes sure that we know he is talking about the Holy Spirit in just a few more verses. So in John chapter 14, verse 25 through 26. I have said these things to you while I am still with you. But the advocate, or, you know, as I call it, the witness, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you everything and remind you of all that I have said to you. Okay, so the Trinity has the Father, the Son, and Holy Spirit. So how is that so complicated? Well, <laughs> honey, <laughs> the fights over the Trinity had to do with whether the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit are three separate people, three separate figures, or if they are one God. And which is it? Three separate people or one God? Yes. Yes what? It, yes to both. The Father <laughs> is not the Son. The Father is not the Holy Spirit. But the Father is God. And the Son is God, and the Holy Spirit is God. They are separate and distinct, but not, but, but all the same thing. So three parts that come together to make God. No, they are all God. My head is starting to hurt. What is this madness? <laughs> okay, so it is really confusing, and, and that is why Christians have struggled with it for so long. This is also, there are a few different creeds. What are creeds? So creeds are statements of faith trying to explain what we believe as Christians. So usually creeds were developed when there was a question or a debate over something and the Trinity caused a lot of debates. Maybe you know the Apostles' Creed. That's the shortest one and it's the one that some churches recite during worship. But here's a bigger fight that evolved a longer creed with some very specific wording. A guy named Arius said that the Son was not as eternal as the Father. 
Athanasius and friends insisted that the son was truly God as the father. There were also many in the middle who were uncomfortable with both extremes. They wanted to hold the difference between the father and son without making the son a mere creature. The Emperor Constantine was deeply upset by this division, not least because it threatened the stability of the empire. He summoned a conference of all the bishops in the, ch and in the church in the first admissible worldwide council of a city called Nicaea, which is a modern-day modern Turkey. The council agreed that Jesus is truly God, and so it published a creed stating that the Christian faith, in a way, that thoroughly condemned Arius and his followers. You can hear some of that language in the creed. I'm not going to read it all, but there is a section for the Father, a section for the Son, and a section for the Holy Spirit. It says, We believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, begotten from the Father before all ages, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, of the same essence as the Father. You can really see they hit that sameness with the God and the Father of the same essence. That's mm -hmm. pretty serious. The same essence, but not the same thing. Yeah, it's like uh, how I think of it in my head is, you know, think of the ocean. And then you have a cup uh, like a, that you drink out of, right? And you just take a scoop of the ocean. It's like filled with ocean water now is, is still the ocean. But it's it's also something different. It's It's a cup of ocean water, salt water. <laughs> But uh, mm. yeah, that is why the idea of the Holy Trinity is so queer. It's a tangled mess of relationships, of identities and ways of being, all making up one God. Jesus did refer to the Holy Trinity in one other place, and that's what we use as a scripture of this day. Matthew 28, 19. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. The idea of... Queer is messy. It defies expectations and categories. It challenges the assumptions we have about the way the world works, our social norms and mores. It holds contradictions. It's multiple truths all at once. And that's just what the Holy Trinity is. It also defies expectations. When we think we know what God is, then God becomes something new and different. Mm -hmm. And isn't it like God to shatter the eugenics that we create as human beings? Oh. And when we pray, we can pray to God the Father, we can pray to Jesus, we can pray to the Holy Spirit, we can even pray to God knowing that God is one in three and three in one, honey. Just how I like Ooh, it. Buy one, get one, three. <laughs> um, Love a deal. This is awesome. Love a package. This is awesome. Okay, that was that made it a little more clear for me. I hope it made it a little more clear for clear for all of you. Uh, this week, we're asking for our tithe, love offering, charity, act of good, is to pray in the Trinity. First, pray to God, the Father, or God, the Creator. Then pray to Jesus, the Redeemer, the One. And finally, pray to the Holy Spirit. So, Azzy, shall we bow our heads in prayer? <laughs> Let's pray to the Trinity, honey. Everyone, please bow your heads. Unless you're driving, don't bow your heads. Uh, <laughs> unless you got a Tesla, then call me. Yeah, unless you got a, and then you got a Tesla. Everyone should have a Tesla so we could all pray on the way to work. <laughs> uh, dear Lord, we pray for all the ways that we experience you, God, all the ways that we can relate and love you and experience you, all the queerness, all the ways that we could figure out queries of how to praise God, we will. Mm-hmm. We want to pray and lift up our modern-day Jonah, Michael Packard. We laughed at his story of getting swallowed by a whale, but it, uh, he did sustain some injuries. So we want to pray for a speedy recovery. 
Yes, Uh-oh. and we give prayers of thanksgiving for the San Francisco Night Ministry and Drag Queen Street Eucharist and new ways to bring the gospel to those who Amen. need Love to hear that. it. So prayers for Seth's friends and family who are remembering the anniversary of a loved one. We are praying for you, Seth. May the peace of God just comfort you and hug you and be with you and your family um, as you remember the anniversary of your loved one. And we want to pray all of the, for all of those who are struggling um, and you know who struggle in their lives with difficult dates and anniversaries um, to remember to just uh, celebrate, speak of, and lift up our lost loved ones. Um, and God is with you in those moments, and we pray for you for some peace. And we want to thank you, Lord, once again, for all of us coming together here in this fellowship in this amazing time. Uh, we are so grateful. Amen. Amen. Thank you all. Thank you, Azzy. Thank you all for listening to another episode of Yas Jesus. Uh, you can find us on social media at Yas Jesus Pod or on our website at YasJesusPod.com. Hey, Queen, you can now leave an audio prayer request or praise report on our website, yasjesuspod.com. We would love to share your voice and your prayers on the show. So drop us online. Send us a confessional at yasjesuspod.com. Please, queers, send us your praise reports, your prayer requests, episode ideas, guest ideas, or even just a hello, you beautiful queer trinity. We'd love to hear from you. Yash Jesus is hosted by me, Danny Francesi, and... And the more than three Azariah Southworths, I don't know what that means, but (laughs) music, sound, (laughs) editing, and all things audio are done by Chris Heckman. Our show is produced by the freaking Deacon Ross Murray. Special thanks to Sophie Serrano and Meredith Pauly. Yas Jesus is brought to you by Oddity. Oddity execs are Ryan Lochner, Jessica Bustillos, and Steve Michaels. We are streaming and screaming on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. Mm -hmm. And honey, don't you dare forget, God loves you just as you are. So keep praising the Lord, y'all!